everybody and welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brennan. And I'm Commander Wolf. It has been a while because JMR has. has decided not to make videos. That's why. Right off the bat is your answer. Okay? If they don't make videos, then we, it's hard for us to say things about Marvel Sports. Okay, RML has not made yeah. videos, and we don't really care much about a lot of the other channels currently, um, at least with the with the difficulty our lives have had as far as time we have. So enough to... to I'm not going to talk about Fubeca for an hour. Okay, <laughs> JMR, RML. Um, also that Marvel Invites thing, but that was delayed too. So that one is, um, uh, is not something until the next year, like early next year. So um, those three main things that we want to cover here on the show had their break, had their moment of uh, delay, so we have not been able to, to pod. I mean, of course, we could have talked about whatever, but, you know. Um, we're back for Marble League. That's what's important. And we have a big episode today. This episode today is extremely important. Next week's episode is uh, equal or more important because that's when we're actually going to lock in the picks and look at some other stats. So I recommend that if you are uh, in, in similar current time preparing for your fantasy picks, I'm telling you right now, I'm not even wasting intro time talking about random things in my life. You need to listen to this and the next week episode, at least this one if it's current, because this is the time to start to break down stats. Um, we may not break them down in the perfect way, but we're going to throw out a lot of information out there that's going to get you thinking. Your fantasy team picks may change over the course of the time that we talk about it. I can't recommend more to engage with this episode, especially live if you can, um, but at least engage with it. Send emails, mswpodcast at gmail.com. If you send emails, we can answer questions. Right, if you want to really be guided in picking a good fantasy team or just send emails about your thoughts and we can work them into the show, we want to put all the good information out there about what's a good fantasy team to pick, why pick certain teams and not others, what the stats show. We have a, um, because we have two episodes to do this before Marble League starts, we have a progression we're going to go through and what stats and data we're going to analyze. We have a lot going on in the next two episodes and we want it to be informative and useful. Um, and in general, kind of um, a good background that's going to prepare you for making good choices, okay? Because we want your fantasy team to do well, right? And um, mm -hmm. we did this last year to some degree, so last year's episodes might help too, um, though we're fantasy-related. But as always, we want to bring you the most updated of information. Woff? Indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, um, and I guess on my end, like, I'll do a quick update of my life, what's been happening. Uh my first paid role, like, his character got a debut in Road X, and it was awesome. I loved it. Everyone was loving it, too. It's so good. Like, uh, well, everybody was hating it, but, like, that's because, like, they were hating the character because he's, he's an antagonist and kind of a turd. But that, so, like, but that's the intended reaction. So <laughs> they hated the character but loved my acting, and that was, like, that was just such a great feeling. Dude, I love that. I'm so happy for you, man. So Thank happy you. Like, for it's, you. Oh, it's so good. Like, it was one of the best. It's definitely one of the best moments of my life. I would say it just feels amazing. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. So Waf is, uh, you're coming into this episode very happy. I am, yeah. Um, but to the transition back to Marvels here, um, an update on the news segment. So I did time it. Uh, so 
last week's the last or does not last week just the last news that I did it took me like four like I, I only timed it whenever I was able to do something so if I if the video was still rendering but I couldn't do anything I stopped my timer so I only counted time I was physically doing work on the actual creation of the video and like the cr creation of information for the upload so the news took me 40 minutes and 32 seconds <laughs> now if that thing was one of the most basic news segments that you've ever seen in a long time so heavily news segments with a lot of information and vi vi video elements, not those still images like I did last time. It might boost it up to an hour 20, maybe more. Because mm. like the more the more things that get put in there, the slower it takes to my, my editor kind of goes down a little bit sometimes. So it's that's a bit there. And then last episode 138, the episode took me about 46 minutes and seven seconds. Now, like... There was a bit of problems with, like, some of the syncing and, you know, recording audio having to be chopped up because there's interruptions. But at the same time, that's kind of normal for us. So it's, like, that's a bit standard almost. So in total, the last episode took me almost an hour and a half to make. So, like, it does take a bit of time. Like, it's, it may not sound like it's too much, but, like, you'd be surprised what you can do in that amount of time. Like, there are, like, auditions I could run. there Or there are products that like, I have, like, recordings I need to do for that I could try and get done in that time. So it's like, I'm not necessarily certain I want to do the video editing. However, I think I will continue the new segment, but just in audio form. Because, like, so, like, there won't be probably any more individual news uploads because it'll just be, like, the still image, which is not very engaging to watch. But I think I will continue the news segment. It'll still be there. And, heck, to make it up for the decrease in visual quality... I'm actually going to try and do something that people have been asking for a long time, which is including other channels verbally in the news. Hmm. So I may not do it this week just because this week I am swamped <laughs> with work. <laughs> so, but I think for future weeks, I'm going to try and like find smaller channels uh, to kind of mention and actually, you know, mention like, oh, hey, this competition is happening and this te these teams did this and this and like, good job to them and stuff like that. Like to give them more actual like shout out to these channels because like i was putting in the scroll text but that's not nearly as big of a shout out as just like, actually saying because this is an audio podcast first and foremost right so people are gonna you know get that shout out more if i actually saying it out loud correct yeah so, i can't agree yeah. more so um there you have it there's the news update <laughs> yeah, yeah like, so I guess in that sense, like uh, you can expect some news for this episode. Great. All right. Yeah. Great. Can't complain. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're not going to waste time here. Um, I will mention one thing I like though. Um, there's an update to Audacity, which changed the interface a little bit, which is a little annoying, honestly. But there is now these little sliders on the microphone. I got a microphone tab. There's a slider where I can just move the slider. It's in the microphone decibel measure already. And it would just keep my, my audio from going above um, a certain place in general. So if I turn around and start yelling like this, it's still kind of saying, it's still kind of saying, you know, it's not spiking up. If I were to like move this slider up here and then turn around and start yelling like this, it's spiking up. But if I put it all the way down here, look at this. I put it all the way down here. The audio won't even, even when I'm loud like this, it won't even go up past like 24. So, I mean, this is uh, the recording level. This is really good as a recording level. Um, so I can kind of put it around here between like six and twelve, so it's like the edge of the 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 green into the yellow, and so I'll, even when I get a little loud, it won't be too bad. And um, honestly, that is a great update that I like, so I can try to keep the audio relatively 
um, controlled. And so even when I get loud and passionate, you're still hearing it a little bit better. Uh, for me, I don't like those knobs because like, it covers up the, the peak indicator, which if you peak, the, they will stay red. So when I'm recording for um, projects, for instance, I can take a quick look. Oh, did my mic meter, is it consistently red? If it is, that means I peaked at some point and I probably need to go back and re-record something. Mm. Now that it's covering it, I, I, I sure I can move it, but then that also fix the gain and then how it perceives my audio. So it's like I prefer to leave gain adjustments to my interface and not mess with it in Audacity. So it's like, it's kind of inconvenient that they're blocking it there. I guess I, me, I guess I like it though, because I, I am very dynamic with the way that my voice usually, you know what I mean? In the sense where like, I am often um, very in range. Like I'll be talking down here, just talking normal. They may be like, whoa, the limers, you know, like, so <laughs> I, it goes all the way around. So something that can like, I can see, I can move a bar. And so very deliberately keep my voice within a certain range as opposed to hmm. having to like check and then check, look at the waveform and then adjust and then look at the waveform and then adjust. And it's kind of nice when I just got to when I just can put a bar and then the bar tends to keep the volume around there very nicely. So um, for my for my ridiculousness of voice, it's very nice, <laughs> especially when I do broadcasting and it's the same idea. I'm commenting. Everything's all over the place and tensions go high for a second when cars collide or whatever. And. Whatever. Anyway, I don't know if that's it stops enough. your audio from going above it because I think it's just the gain level. Yeah. I don't think it actually stops you from going over it. It just, like, it but just but it's reduce. an easier way to adjust. Like it does go over a little I bit guess. when I yell, but not a lot, and it won't peak to red if I yell, even if I yell really loud, which is very nice. But it's harder for me to see where that peak around is going to be, and um, like it, the bar gives me a general gist because I can see it right on top of the decibel measure instead of like having to connect in and like really test a bunch. Um, when I, cause my voice goes all over the place. So that's enough intro. It's 10 minutes. We need to talk about marbles. Um, when we get back from the news, that's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. First of all, how we're going to approach the, uh, approach the whole thing, what we're going to talk about, why we're going to talk about it and like just kind of progress through. So news, then we got fantasy email in, please. MSWpodcastgmail.com. I know I said that, but shit email in. It's marble league now. Okay. News. Bye. <laughs> Marble Sports fans! I'm Commander Wolf, here with the Marble Sports Worldwide News. Sorry for the scare last time, but the news is officially back. We may not have as much of a budget for our visual aspects, but we're going to have more news than ever. So let's get right to it. The qualifiers for Marble League 2022 have concluded, and it featured quite a variety of events. It tested teamwork and strength with climbing, speed and agility with 5 meter hurdles, technical abilities with balancing, and their ability to race on multiple terrains with triathlon. After all was said and done, the teams that will be moving on are the Chocolatiers, Team Primary, Shining Swarm, O'Rangers, Crazy Cat's Eyes, Balls of Chaos, Midnight Wisps, Pinkies, the Savage Speeders, Bumblebees, Team Galactic, and the Minty Maniacs. Congratulations to all of them for making it on, and for those who didn't, best of luck in Showdown. And now for a different competition, we have the Adventure Marble League Summer Challenge Paper Finals. After a lot of intense races, Red Feather came out in first, followed by Ice Chocolate in second, and Steel in third. Congratulations to them for their incredible racing. 
That's all for the news. Thank you for listening. I'm Commander Wolf. You are the best fans in the world. Let's kick it on back with a podcast. Alright, we have returned from the news, and I am extremely excited to be back from the news, um, because now we can talk about these teams. I want to jump right in. I don't want to waste time. I don't want to put a couple semi-clever jokes in there. I just want to get into it, so let's do it. Fantasy. Now, Fantasy Waff, um, calling you out just in case you don't know, and also you're the only person I can address on the show because you're the only one here. Right. Um, the, the fantasy is a little bit different this year. It is a little bit different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually read the announcement from the Marble Base so you know. So I'll just read the announcement. There's a lot of extra words in here, but I'll read it. So he says, we will be releasing a new fantasy league for Marble League 2022, but it will not be ready in time for the qualifiers today. That's as of Friday. It's going to be ready very soon. That said, there will be both a team and an athlete fantasy league. Thanks to Nova Wolf for creating the latter. More details to come. And mm. we, we should have it ready for sign up sometime this weekend, which they have not because it's Sunday and they still don't have it ready. Sign ups will close at the start of the opening ceremony currently scheduled for November 2nd. Yeah. 2023 3 p.m. Again, that means we have one more episode to get this done next weekend. Hopefully, this gives everyone plenty of time. It does. Um, stay tuned for an announcement opening. Can I just read things, right? The Fantasy League <laughs> signups. Until then, keep unrolling. And the emote at the end is the uh, Momo Bless emote. Momo Bless. Yeah. Uh, Very Momo good. Bless. Um, and certainly, we need a little bit more of that um, around since Momo not only didn't qualify, but really uh, looked like they didn't know what they were doing out there. So, right. Yeah. What does this mean? What does this mean? This means a couple things. means, number one, that we're going to have to hit it hard with the team fantasy like usual. Okay? It's very similar. We're going to have to pick three times, two times, one times, um, five teams, usual. That's usual, and we'll talk about that. But we also have this athlete fantasy league, which I think is really interesting because it, it extends the... Uh, the scope of what we need to look at and what we need to consider for choices. Because you may pick a team for your times three multiplier on fantasy saying this is the team that's going to win. But you may not pick an athlete necessarily from that team. Because you want to pick an athlete that even if the team is not going to win, you know that athlete's going to come out extremely strong. And to that, we have to, you have to do some more individual searching through stats, um, some more under. I mean, that's going to take some deeper stat, stat search. I'm actually going to try to uh, set some time this coming week to do some more deeper search for you guys so that when we talk about that, I can actually give some useful information on the more granular aspects of picking athletes. So all that being said, I want to throw out the general structure here. We have a progression that we want to go through when we talk about fantasy. All right, athlete, athlete fantasy, we're going to leave for next week towards the end of the video. So come for part two if you want it. Team fantasy is the focus because still that's the more important one and the more um, the, the more informationally easy one to access. So, I mean, that's going to be a lot easier to make judgments upon based on the information we have. And we don't have to look as deep um, to make some, you know, to find some knowledge. So 
the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk about what uh, each pick should be. We have a times three, times two, and some times ones. Like, let's we'll talk about why you should pick for what for where. Then we'll talk about the qualifiers. We'll talk about, first of all, a little bit about the qualifiers and the events choice and how that's going to affect the, the Marble League itself, but also about how, t how each team performed and of the teams that performed in each, um, the top six from each, you know, should you consider picking them? Where is the consideration based on the qualifiers? And then because not just the qualifiers is important for this year, but also all past performance, next week we're going to dive into some past performance, look at some patterns, look at some athletes, and cover that. It's a two-part process. I can't stress that enough. You need to know, uh, most importantly, about the qualifiers' current information. So if you hit any episode, hit this one. But then next week, of course, using past information is going to be nice. So for anyone listening to this being like, wait, why didn't you talk about last year? Why didn't you talk about Mellow Yellow? Why didn't you talk about uh, the Green Ducks in 2019? And how they? That's for next week, one step at a time. <laughs> so let's get through this week and the current information, and we'll, and we'll go back. Does that sound good, Waf? Anything else you think you would want to add to that structure? Uh, no, that makes sense to me. I think that's good. So, Waf... I'm going to expect you to do some research, too, over this week. Because I'm actually going to set some time. And so, um, because it's marvelous. So, I'm on top of this shit. I want to get good tea. So, we um, so we can really come with some good information about the past for next week. So, All right. we have five picks for fantasy. We get a times three. By the way, for for anyone who's wondering, yeah, this is there's gonna be a lot of marble guy mar monologue in in these next two episodes because there's a lot going on in fantasy. I love fantasy for Marble League, but we got a times three team, we got a times two team, and we got three times one teams that you get to pick. Times three meaning, of course, you get triple the points that they earn. Times two meaning you get double the points. Times one meaning you get one times the points. So the same amount of points that they earn. Good. That's established. It's mm -hmm. really simple. How do you know what to pick for each of those multipliers? Because it's not simple enough to just say, oh, I think these five teams are going to be really good this year. I'll just put the two, one on times three, one on times two, whatever, random. You can't do that. You're going to have very different results. Points-wise, if you pick five random teams you think are going to do good, you could get very different points results just by the way you arrange them. So we have to create some mindset so we know where to put things where, so we're deliberate about it. Times three. What does the times three need to be? Times three has to be the team that you think is going to win Marble League. However you do your research, however you crunch your numbers and your stats, however you evaluate teams before a fantasy draft, the team that you think is going to win, meaning come out with the trophy in number one overall in the Marble League, is the team you have to put your, at your times three, no other team. And I say that for this reason. Some people might go into it thinking, okay, I don't know who I think's gonna win. I don't know what I don't know what's gonna do. I think I think looking now, I think maybe the Rangers are gonna win. But then they're like, okay, for the times three, I'll just put the Savage Beaters though, because I know they're gonna be consistent and get a lot of medals. Well, that's not very useful. Because if you think a team is gonna win, they're going to be the one with the most points at the end, which means multiplier-wise, that's gonna be the most useful team. So if you believe the O-Rangers will win, then they should be your times three. If you believe, truthfully, I don't know how you'd get to this point, but if you believe the Indigo Stars are going to win this year's Marble League, then you should put them at your times three. Would I ever do that? Not for another few years at least. But that's what you are to do if you believe that. So that's times three. 
times two. Um, or if you can cut me off at any point if you don't agree with what I'm saying, um, uh, or if you have any extra thoughts here. But I want to bring us through these picks. Um, I mean, I mean, Waff yeah. times three. Any thoughts? Um, no, I was just like pulling up statistics and stuff about the uh, qualifiers because uh, there's there's some interesting points we might, might want to talk about mm. afterward. But uh, you know, I still agree. Like like we've said a lot. Like the, your time three pick, it should be who you really do think is going to win it because they they're going to get you the most points. Yeah, just mathematically, and like that seems like a simple thing to say, but I I think sometimes people really. Um, go into picking fantasy unsure, and so they have their team they think's gonna win or they want to win, but then they're like, oh, but let's just do a safe pick for times three so I can get a lot of points, not realizing that getting the most points is picking the team that's going to win, and so they're just like, okay, Savage Beaters, and they're like, oh, they'll probably get like third or something, so I'll get a bunch. I mean, and so it works in in some sense, but if you want you want to get a winning fantasy fantasy team, you want to go in with a confident set of picks. So, um, times three. Times two. Now, this one's interesting because I don't think for times two you should pick the team that you second likely think is going to win. And the reason I say that is this. When you observe stats and then you come to a point where you are like, okay, this team I think is going to win, that's still kind of a shot in the dark. Obviously, you're going to have some data behind it and some performance behind it and some reasoning behind it. But it's obviously, you know, there's a lot of probability and unsure, um, uncertainty, sorry, for that kind of pick. So for one pick for your times three, it makes sense. But for two picks to put like the one that you think is second most likely to win from your analysis, I mean, may, I mean, then you're getting a little bit even further um, into uncertainty. And so it can, be, it can become a very devastating fantasy experience if you pick two teams that you think are going to win. They end up both not getting close and then they're your two multipliers. Um, so for times two, I feel that that's more of a safe bet kind of pick. You pick a team, you know, will be putting points on the board, not a mm -hmm. team you love, not a team you think will win the marble league necessarily, but you know, they're putting points on the board. And that's where I say things like savage speeders, Oh, Rangers, um, and it was to make it, uh, surprisingly, um, which is, which is qu quite sad actually. But, um, oh, no, they did make it. Sorry, they did make it this year. Thunderbolts is the team I was thinking of. Didn't make it. Team Momo didn't make it. Hazers didn't make it. I knew some very important teams that are not going to be competing this year. Wisps did make it in spades. But Wisps, Speeders, okay? And I have some of the team names up here. Cat Size, O-Rangers. Those are teams you know are going to win. I mean, look, I mean, you take Cat Size, okay? And we're going to get into them more uh, specifically later. 2, 5, 6, 15! Two, five, six, fifteen. They sucked in the first three events. I thought they weren't going to qualify, but then they come out in triathlon, and the win is not just there, but it's easy. They led the whole thing because they're mm -hmm. good at that. They will put over sixteen events. Are you kidding me? The cat size are going to put some gold medals on the board. The Rangers are going to put some gold medals on the board. The mm -hmm. Savage Speeders I will put medals on the board. Yeah, yeah. It I also, will. Happen. I love the cat. I love that the cat's eyes did put Blue Eye in, who we, we statistically figured out was the best at elemental racing. So having them race, <laughs> it's it, very it, like, that was the perfect choice. It yeah, perfect and you know choice. what? You know what, Waff? Blue Eye killed it. I will say the triathlon he made did. no sense, and it was like it was way too short to make sense as a triathlon, and the water section was about three uh, inches, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but you have to pick a consistent team. 
because you um in the over in the in the final analysis you know not you know not who will do good I mean, there is a chance that the top five this year in overall standings is going to be uh, Chocolatiers, Pinkies, Bumblebees, Mini Maniacs, and then throw balls of chaos in there. It could be. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's probably not going to be, but it could be. Okay? So that's always possible, but you have to pick you have to pick for some sort of consistency, so you're always making some stride to put points on the board. You don't want to be uh, live in too much uncertainty. So that's pick two. I, um, trivia, yeah, I pointed out like they, Blue Eye got disqualified in triathlon last year, so they put a lot of faith in him for to for behave this time. A wonderful point, a wonderful point, and it worked out. But it worked a, out. I a DQ always leaves room for error outside of skill. So the error within the skill within Blue Eye for triathlon is not necessarily. Um, in uh, inequality with the error that came from the disqualification. I forget necessarily why he was disqualified. I think it was something with It was because the, like they the forced a marble off the track. Right. So when you actually analyze that, and a smart coach will do so, well done, crazy cat-sized coach, they're going to be like, okay, Blue Eye did some stupid shit. Or this, and actually, remember we argued about this. I think it was ridiculous. I mean, I, and we I went on and on for an episode about this. You can go back to that one. But Blue Eye, um, the, the coach was smart and was like, okay, Blue Eye's still freaking good at triathlon racing. He did a dumb thing, so I'm just, we have to make sure he avoids doing whatever that was and careful out there and, you know, not make any stupid decision. But he is capable of triathlon racing. He should be in there. And exactly mm-hmm. um, a wise choice from that coach, um, I will say. We have three more picks. Agreed. And um and, and again, but I, I, I for anyone's wondering why we do this before we talk about the, any of the teams, it's important to set your mind for approaching these picks so that you can uh you can make some more, so you can find some sign kind of constants to hold to when you're trying to because it's hard to pick barbell teams because there is a lot of weird probability, but you, you mm-hmm. find some constants. So three three teams left. Those are all one point multipliers. Um, one times multipliers, which means that you're just going to get the points that they're going to put up. Obviously, you want to pick three teams that are going to be going to be uh, doing well. Uh, in theory, you want to pick the top five finishing teams in your fantasy. That's the best you could ever pick. Mathematically, top one being your times three, top two being your times two, and then the rest for the top one. That would be mathematically the best you could do. It's very hard to get that lucky. But when you have your three other picks... um. I would say for the first one, you want to pick um, you want to pick another team who you know is going to be a safe bet. You want still points. You still want to have like, some amount of consistency to your your points climb. And so you're going to pick another team that is is going to be consistent. In theory, mm-hmm. I would imagine picking for your times two um, a team that has consistency from the previous year. So um, the four auto qualifying teams, which this year, well, Green Ducks, again, that's weird because it's a host qualify instead of right. a skill qualify. But you got, what is it? Mellow Yellow. Who are the other two? Why do I not remember this? Raspberry Racers, Raspberry Racers and Gliding Glaciers. Glaciers. Um, I would say for your times two, you'd lean to those teams. While for your, your first times one, you'd lean more toward the Rangers, Cat's Eye Speeders. You know, um, the consistent teams who fought their way back into the qualifiers, through the qualifiers. And that's only because 
people who top, I mean, teams who top three in the previous year do tend to do at least somewhat well in the coming year, especially more veteran teams like Mellow Yellow and stuff. So I, I would say balance that out. It might be better the other way. You might want speeders at times two and Mellow Yellow at their first times one. But either way, you're going to want two teams from that grouping. Um, for number four, I again lean toward this one. I lean more towards what I consider a dark horse team. I thought, I thought five was a dark horse. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think I think that's what I said last year, but I have a slightly different, um, and it might be the same idea, but different order this time. Um, I might, <laughs> okay. But the same combination. Um, you'd have to listen to last year to see how this has changed. Uh, I might, this is interesting, but I'm pretty confident in this set. You want, again, you want your, your team you think is going to win, two teams that are consistent, dark horse team for four. Meaning what? Meaning the team that is not necessarily the known past best team, but is very good currently. Chocolatiers would be a great example. Pinkies would be a great example. Came out and absolutely destroyed in the qualifiers. Pinky got two medals in the qualifiers. In hmm. he- hurdles and balancing, by the way, Waff. True, true. Those were very classic events, but we also need to remember how stacked Group B was with like these all stars. You know, it's like wow, that was a uh, like that. You mean like, a. These were like so unbalanced. <laughs> these still. You mean two. A? I thought A was a lot harder of a group than B. Ah. Uh... A had cat size or rangers. Group I mean, B had the. Snowball. Ruby had the Wisps, Speeders, Galactic, Thunderbolts, Hazers, Momo, and to a certain extent, Oceanics. They've been kind. They were kind of improving for a bit. No, but like, like, but, they, but wouldn't you say it'd be more impressive that the Pinkies did as well as they did? You're right. I my I misspoke. I thought Pinkies were in Group A. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. B, it, yeah. That, that actually makes them shine even more. The fact that they did that well in numerical practice, Group A was far and away much better at balancing than B. By the way, no Group yeah Group A was way better. Um, Crazy Cat, Crazy Cat Size got like sixth or seventh with three thirty-five. Savage Beaters got third with three thirty-four, which is mm. ins- it's incredible. It, it, and I and I sat and I was like, oh motherfucker, man, because um, ooh, I, I shouldn't. I forgot I don't curse on this show. Um, I mean, you do, but was, like you usually are more jeez. No, yeah, like no, because I was so I was so mad. I was sitting there earlier watching this on my phone, and I was eating, and I was so mad. It was like, are you kidding me right now? Because literally the Savage Beaters, I thought, because I thought Crazy Cat Size were not going to qualify. Savage Beaters pick up third place with the same score. So I was a little mad. But then they, then the Crazy Cat Size came back with it. But what I'm saying here is you need to pick up Dark Horse. One, and, and, and by Dark Horse, I mean, because Dark Horse definition is basically like a team that like you'd never think could win. But whoa, they come back and win. And you can see foreshadowing of that based on momentum in the qualifiers. If I say to you, Chocolatiers, and they someone has not watched the qualifiers for this year, they're going to say, what? No. But then if you watch qualifiers for this year, you get two medals and a first place in Group A. Right? So uh, you have to keep that in mind. Current momentum will make a difference. Teams are improving. Teams are fluctuating in skill. And we saw that a lot over the past year in general. Mm-hmm. As more and more lesser teams are working their way to prominence and and greater teams are falling a little bit so you have to i'm not have to but i would recommend a pick like that honestly if i throw out initial thoughts mellow yellow is going to be on my team cat size or speeders probably on my team i gotta look at some past stats i i and then and then my dark horse i may be feeling oh i may be feeling chocolatiers 
which I can't believe I'm saying that. Chocolateers. I may be Basically happy. It. And like, here's the thing. Like, I know they're in first, so it seems like an easy pick. And that's why careful, because we have part two, which looks past that. So careful. But they came mm-hmm. out so strong. 15 and 10 in the hurdles and triathlon. That's a big deal. That's a very yeah. big deal. True, true. Okay. Yeah. So are we going to – But do we want to do our picks this today no. or, or what we think? Because at the end of part two, we look at some past stats, we'll decide. I think by the end ah, of this okay. episode, we should throw out a preliminary picks with the understanding hmm, okay. that it's most likely going to change a little bit. Yeah. One other pick, though. That's, that's four, Dark Horse. Um, pinkies, Chocolatiers seem good. I, I still would stay away from the Pinkies, and the reason I would stay away from the Pinkies this year, I'm just saying it now, is because of past experience. And Pinkies, I, I mean, Chocolatier's not the best in the past, but way more promising than a very, very last place type of Pinkies. I, it's really, really going to be hard for me. Like, for example, um, better said like this, better analogy, because I feel like people don't pay a lot of attention to the Pinkies and their performance. If the Limers, who we know all about, if the Limers got second place in Group B, I would still not pick them for my dark horse. I might pick them for the the next number five for a different reason. We'll get to that, but I would not pick them for Dark Horse because I they, they're just they're just they're, there's not enough there. Chocolatiers, there's some promise. Shining Swarm third with the silver. There's a little promise where I'm like maybe they would be a Dark Horse team primary movie. Not Pinkies, not Pinkies, and I could be wrong because you never know. But I mean, based on what the information I have now, it's very hard, very hard for me to yep. to say Pinkies for myself. Um, mm. is, yeah, it points out that like in 2017, Pinkies won qualies and they were in the top three for most of the season, which is <sighs> that's too far. A good point. Too far away. I, I sure far that's away. yeah. Like I mean, and like they also brought another point I should mention. Like Mellow Yellow has been like that inconsistent team. You know, it was like good, good, and there's like bad, good, bad, good, and then this year like we're really gonna be bad again. I don't know. You know, I. <laughs> Uh, I would okay. <laughs> I don't want to say. Don't pick pinkies, but I do want to say really, really be committed to it if you're going to. And don't use tw- 2017 as an argument. Don't do it. It's 2022. 2017 plus five is 2022. Five years. Yeah. Okay. It's too far. Okay, if you said the Savage Speeders got last place in 2017, I would not use that as a reason not to pick them this year to you to to play the other advocate there. So I, I be careful; they're not consistent. Last pick, number five. Now, number five, um, I I say this because you know you want there to be some heart in your fantasy team, and honestly. Because of the uncertainty that still comes even with more educated picks, that I feel like this still holds up. You want to pick uh, your favorite team. You want it. And I don't think I said this last year. Last year, I forget what I said last year. I have to go listen. But I feel like I said stay away from your favorite team. I think you did, yeah. Because I said you want to win, don't you? You know, like the guy from Bad News Bears. You want to win, don't you? Go out there, uh, let yourself get hit by the ball, get on base, you know? You know, you want to win. But I... I really think that you should consider, like, because I feel like everyone's got a top three favorite. And, and this is how I'm um, interpreting it, by the way, in my head. Everyone's got a top three favorite. 
Okay. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's got, especially at this point, where we got so many teams. Anyone worth their salt in the Marvel Sports community has three teams that they're going to say are in their top three. The top one may be far and away top one. You may be a weird Jungle Jumpers fan, and that's way better than any other team to you, but you're still going to have a top three. There's still going to be two others where you're like, I kind of like, I like these teams a lot. Okay? For me, my top three, we know my top three, Mellow Yellow, Cat's Eyes, Limers. Okay? Those are the, top, <laughs> those are the three. And then I think what, it, what I think it always changes a little bit, but below we have like glaciers and speeders and no rangers, kind of in that next four or five, whatever. You hmm. should pick one from there. You should do a little research to see which one of those three you think um, might be the best as far as dark horse, as far as consistency, as far as putting points up, maybe the win, whatever. But pick one of your top three favorite, so that you really have a little bit of heart in there. Okay, you still want to be educated again on it, but pick something you like. And that rounds out a good top five because you've picked one you think is going to win. You've picked two that are going to be consistent. You've picked one that you don't really know if they're going to be consistent, but they look really good right now. And then you picked one that you really love. It does not get much more sensible than that, in my opinion. So everyone does it differently. Some people might be like, I'm picking my top five favorite. Some people might be like, I'm picking five dark horses. Some people might be, I'm picking five consistent teams. But the problem with that is that if you pick five in only one group, one or two or even three, you're going to not perform to where you think they are. If you pick five dark, mm. dark horses, well, there's only two or less that can be dark horses. If you pick five teams you think are going to win, well, there's only one of them that can win. If you pick five teams you think are going to be consistent, there's not all teams will be consistent. If you pick five that are your favorite, well, that's just stupid. Joe Viridian, I feel called out. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Joe Viridian in our chat. That's funny. I love it. Oh, does he? Pick hey, like pick. That? If that's what your heart calls you to do, Joe, you go for <laughs> it. <laughs> well, um, wait, wait. Oh, in the. Oh, oh, sorry. No, in the YouTube chat. Sorry, I missed that. Oh yeah, my no, bad. Yeah, the, you... <laughs> it is hard to keep up. Um, I was looking at the Discord. I was like, "Who's Joe? Dude, what's up, Joe Viridian, dude?" I want you to win this year, Joe. I'm rooting for you. So actually, I'm, I'm now now that he says that, that's interesting. If you pick some, if you pick differently this year, send an email in. I want I want to know what you pick. But yeah, that, it's yeah. very important to diversify your picks if you're looking to win. Again, you may go into fantasy for some reason not looking to win. You may be like, man, I just don't want to win. Which blows my mind because fantasy is taking the enjoyment of Marvel Sports and adding a competitive aspect to the fan side. If you just want to enjoy and not win, then you can just watch, right? I mean, like, you watch your favorite team. If you want to win something, if you want to compete in some aspect, you go into fantasy, you pick teams, you, you want because you want to see points. You want to see your predictions come to fruition. So I'm just trying to guide you guys in that sense. Diversify your picks. Don't get stuck on your favorites. Don't get stuck on the, you want to be the team of the crazy dark horses that all come together at the same time. Careful, right? So I'm excited. Actually, I would love if everybody listening emailed their, their picks and everything and explained them because I think it's very fascinating the different mindsets that people have when they go about picking teams, why they pick certain teams, what they see. Because some people might look it's like, um, and, 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 and oh, how do you pronounce this? Foak Nguyen Hu. Um, if you can give me a pronunciation, I'd love that. He says, hoping the Bubble Bees perform good in Marble League. And honestly, he's not, it's not a, it's not a bad thought. Bumble Bees got fourth in their respective group they put up two medals granted not mm -hmm. not shining as much as the top three but i mean they didn't do bad and they had a seven and a four they had a real level of consistency yes mm -hmm. they're a dark horse pick because of their current um recent past but they're not a bad pick and i think they could do well this year 
Hmm? And that was in Group B. They they made it through Group B. Yeah, and Group B was hard. I mean, look at these. Look at the teams in this group. Hazers? Look at them. That is such a nightmare. <laughs> By the way, I'll point out um, Group A, though, had more teams that got 20 points than Group B. 9 to 10. Um, which show, and also the range of highest to lowest amount of points in Group B is is is, uh, is much higher than A, meaning that A had a more set of mm. consistency, while B had really good teams and very much not so good teams. Um, all that being said, that is the basic understanding of how to pick fantasy. If I had the energy, I would love to type out and even make a video, either make a video or kind of a little article that kind of would explain that. Um, more concisely because it'd be really nice i think that people love the guidance um so that like because it's hard to know what to pick when i first went into my first fantasy way back i guess it was 2018 or 2019 i forget i i went in and i was like i don't know what to do like i mean i i kind of had a little bit of logic i was like savage beaters seemed like they did good and this is some stats and yeah whatever but i didn't really know how to go about it and so a little bit of guidance might give a good base and then everyone's mind is different they might take them some crazy directions and that's why we all pick different teams hmm anyway well if anything to add to that before we break down quickly these events no, you all you always get the the fantasy part very thorough. You're always very good about the fantasy section. I appreciate that, Waff. I am. Uh, it is very. Um, there's a reason for that, Waff. You know, you know why, by the way. Waff, you, you've been you've been with me now 139 episodes. I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> do you know why? Well, well I've not been here that long. Remember, I I joined Whatever. on the 129. <laughs> don't don't make don't make me kick you off the show for for saying that. Um, did, <laughs> do. <laughs> Do you do you have do you know why that I I am so thorough and so excitable when it comes to the fantasy part? Uh, because it, I would theories. say it probably has to do with your you you're, you're a very competitive person. I would say so. You being able to compete and, so, and also like you, I think you do enjoy the research aspect of things, and so. Like fantasy requires a lot of research into who you should pick. Analysis aspect, yeah, I do like that. For me, the main reason is it's the one time that I get to actually engage palpably with the cha- with what I'm doing, except if I'm doing like broadcasting with Marvel Sports. This mm. is the one time I get to palpably engage. All the other times we're watching a video and then analyzing it and just kind of giving our thoughts and just kind of um, inciting mm. some some thought-provoking things. That's it. This time, I actually get to make picks and see it work out. See and like and now, and that's my Marble League is the most exciting. Not just because I love it the most of all the things that JMR produces, but because then I get to sit down with my fantasy and watch it all unfold and get mad at the cat size or love the cat size, you know. And it really builds that uh, extra engagement. So, um, hmm. and it's also like I said before, it's the only way we currently have to really. Not necessarily prove, but validate um, uh, a position as like a as like a higher marble sports, um, like a more invested marble sports knowledge connoisseur person, however you want to call it. <laughs> like someone who like if, like if you and and I, we set like a weird goal, like we need to be in top 10 percent or top third or something. I forget. We'll talk about that next week. But um, I think it was top ten percent. Um, which made the most sense. If we reach that, we are validated as Marble Sports connoisseurs because we we did well enough to really understand our teams. Um, 
so it's, I don't know, it's a lot of fun in all that aspect. It really adds like a little a nice competition uh, aspect to it, which I, I, I really re- enjoy. So can't, can't, mm-hmm. can't stress that more. We have to look at events. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the video here on the Chrome. And um, well, I'm going to let you kind of start. Um, if we have four events in the qualifiers. Thoughts on the events themselves and what that's going to build to? Because we don't have a list of sixteen yet, I don't think. Um, unless that, unless we do, then someone throw it in the chat. I'm pretty sure we don't, though. Thoughts on these four events chosen for qualifiers, um, and what do you think that might lead to as far as the regular, uh, the main sixteen? So, hmm. yeah, for me, I really like. I actually, I think I prefer like climbing is basically just Newton's cradle, but I. I get, I feel like I actually kind of like it more because it's more direct contact between the two teams. Like I know it, like it looks visually less interesting, but like to me, I don't know. It feels more like like it feels less out there. Like like, like just randomly, there's just a Newton Cradle here. Like don't question it. Mm. Don't know why there's a Newton Cradle, but there is, and it's like so. I I kind of I think I might like climbing more than it. I'm not sure. But it's a very unique skill, so it's like it's like it's not something that you traditionally see. The other three, though, are like standard type of marble league events that we've seen, which like you know, like the classics. Like, okay, are you, how is your balancing skill? How is your ability to like your speed, but also I guess ability to jump and your control and ability to race on different elements? Like, it was actually a very wide variety this year, and it really gives a good taste of how these marble teams will do in different situations. Um, thanks, Eliezer. We don't have all 16 events yet, so we can only work with what we have. I agree, Waf. I agree. There's a good diversity. I tend to like climbing. I think that, um, this type of event in general, and I'm really hoping for this, that, that they, that JMR kind of noticed their own pattern. This type of event where you have a, 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 a duo of marbles trying to, basically the first one's trying to, with, with whatever possible, uh, faculties, launch the second one as far as they can. I like that idea, and the reason I like it is not just because I think it's a it's a it's a great duo skill, which adds another dynamic and depth to the to the marble league teams aspect, but it also is can be done in so many ways. Look at this climbing; it's done in a very separate uh, specific way. You go down a hill, and you um you have to shoot a marble up the the opposing hill. Newton's cradle had more of like you had to hit it through that Newton's cradle. You had to transfer the physics, which made a lot of sense under the theme. Of oh, Team yeah, Galactic. Sure. Under the theme of right. Green Ducks, this makes more sense. Climbing. It's mm-hmm. very simple. Uh, green Ducks are more outside. I mean, of course, they didn't decorate the, the event to look all climby with rocks and river or whatever duck stuff. But, you know, out, outdoors, climbing. That makes sense. And, like, you know, that, it's yeah, a very simple fair. idea. And I think this could transfer into other, um, other uh, types of um, themes over time. Like, if you have an more of an ice or a snow theme, then you have, like... Maybe like a some version where um, there's some ice, or when the second marble is hit, it's it's not it's not within a lane, so that there can be some slipping to the lateral directions, and you know you can you can do a lot of crazy things. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, I could come up with some more creative ideas. But there, you can do so much different things to create a simple duo marble impact event, and so I think that. Um, Starting to bring this in is, is is really cool. Also, it's a very very um, dynamic skill. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it is not easy 
to consistently hit uh, your marble far. Like, I mean, most most teams were like sub 65 in one of them, and then some of them above 65 in their second one, some of them not even that good. So very dynamic in that aspect. Um, as far as the rest of the events, I kind of agree with you. Obviously, balancing is a staple. Hurdles is a decent staple. I'm glad they use something like hurdles instead of five-meter sprint. Um, mm-hmm. I think they should always switch it up. Maybe next year, throw five-meter sprint. Next time, relay, whatever. It's fine. Um, speed-based events. You had a speed-based event. You had a balancing-based event, which is a, just classic. You had that... Um, uh, that triathlon, which was that outdoorsy kind of variety event in a sense, and, and it had a racing aspect, climbing, a really a strength and teamwork-based event. So they covered a lot of bases there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree. Very good for qualifiers, four events, knock it out quick. I still think it should be six. <laughs> and the reason I do is because, I mean, look at these stats. Look at Group B. Hazers, <laughs> Momo. Yeah. Thunderbolts. They didn't qualify. And listen, I get it. You need to be good. You need to be good off the bat. But I think six events, six events gives it enough time for it to be very sure, it to be very clear which are the six best teams in each group. Yeah. And like for triathlon, well, I appreciate it being real sad and like out there, the water section needs to be a lot longer because like there was like no, like, Mar- marbles like the hazers and momo for instance they are exceptional water underwater racers they have proved it time and time again if that section was longer those two teams might have had an upset at the very end of triathlon but because it's so dang short they don't get the opportunity to do so uh, short is short is an understatement here i mean it really bothered me i thought like you know i didn't even know there's a water section when greg had to call it out for me to realize i thought this there was like i thought the finish line was as you entered the water or they accidentally like, the tide came up a little bit over the course or something i i i really didn't like this i know they'd have to get a little wetter to get into there all the way down but i mean they had the space i mean like if you're going to go through all this effort put some put a bathing suit on and go and go a few more lengths into the damn water like what 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 the hell i mean you can see it's a it's like a calm lake that's pretty shallow for another at least three lengths of track out i I, it's not a water section it's kind of like when you go down a, a, a water slide and then you finish into the pool at the bottom that's what it's like except there's no yeah. water on the slide it's like going down a dry water slide and then there's the pool at the bottom that's really what it looks like and so it really didn't allow for marbles good at water racing to make any comebacks it didn't allow for the water section to really make a difference in the race it made a difference in like one or two places with certain marbles like the limers drop back a place in their respective race but it did it did not do the job it was supposed to do all right and so a uh, very unfortunate um in the way that that turned out um but i mean i don't know maybe Maybe they'll do better in the. They're not going to do better in the regular event, but you know. Well. Yeah, like I don't know it. I'm also I'm noticing that since they're on the like near like uh some forested section, I wonder if maybe they could have done like dirt, sand, and water instead of track. I mean, that would have been more interesting. I. I think yeah maybe, but I think the water is a great section, but they need to be very deliberate about making it a real longer section. Right. At no, least absolutely. I mean, based on the section they had in the video, I want I think four times longer is is appropriate. You don't want it too long because then the water can just then the water will act as like a way too complete of a reset. But you want it to be long enough that it it matters. So at least three times longer, no more probably than five times longer. 
but that's yeah. the events. Those are the four. Um, obviously, um, overall, still a good choice of events. So, um, and again, we have our friendly teams, and that friendly round will come next week and factor into next week's discussion, which will very likely be a long episode, too. But we have six teams from each group that are advancing. Okay? Yes. And we should talk about them. Because we want to know, we want to classify these teams in some way. And remember, we're only doing it based on their qualifier performance, because that's all we have to go on. Mm-hmm. Because we're not doing part two of the, the the background research until next week. So anyone who's like, oh my God, Peter, why don't you talk about all the wins they had? In the... We're going to do that next week. Patience. <laughs> so let's talk about currently what's going on. Okay. Um, and we'll look at group A first. Chocolatier is obviously the biggest surprise. There's no getting around that. That's the biggest surprise. Chocolatier's aren't usually very good in, in the in the very yeah. general sense we can say that. But they came out so strong. And um five meter hurdles is a big deal to do well on. Right? Yeah. Big deal to do well on five meter hurdles. Big deal to do well on triathlon. When it, when a team that normally is unknown comes out and does very well on the two events that are racing based, to which half of the Marble League at least is is very focused on speed and racing and performance in that um, singular marble speed and agility regard. I mean that's very good, but there is a problem with the Chocolatiers, and 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 so again I don't know if I'm going to necessarily pick them yet because of this, and that is that they still are weak, very weak in things like balancing and like climbing. And there's a lot of events that are team based and there's a lot of events that are, that are, um, I mean, I would say balancing is more of agility, but balancing itself of course is going to be in there. Like, so it's, there's a big weakness. If you take a look at the other team, um, I think I was wanted to point out there was another team that was very across the board consistent, um, that I really liked. I pointed this out earlier. Oh yeah, Bumblebees. 12 10 7 4. Yeah. That's a lot better of a spread when it comes to um consistency because you're like, okay, they got two medals very good. But then even in balancing they did okay. They did fine. They didn't win, but they did like good enough. They have a capability there. And then in triathlon, they at least didn't get I mean, 4 is not great, but it's still not the worst, especially since they also had a 10 in hurdles. So their skill isn't lopsided as much as the Chocolatiers came out with. Um and the and the Bumblebees by the way picked up more points than the Chocolatiers. Can I mention oh, that? Uh, yeah. Oh, they put they got the same. Thirty three is more than thirty two. Uh, from my screen it says thirty three. Uh, thirty three. Was there a miscalculation in the JMR video? What do you mean, your screen? Bumblebee. So, like, like, like the, the screenshot of like the actual Group A result, like overall results points, says thirty three on from the video. From the chocolate, was that a miscalculation? Really? Yes. I did not notice that error. By the way, there was another error for one of the things for heat two of the balancing. When the first little screen comes up, they called it Heat 3. It was interesting. I noticed that and I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, Bumblebee's 33. Let's see what Group A said. Yeah, oh, okay. Maybe there was a miscalculation well, somewhere. Count. 615. Oh, no. They only put they only put five here for the Chocolatiers in Event 1. So, I mean, either way, it's the same idea, though. Um, the Bumblebee's... Um, even though placing fourth in B aren't looking at bad points wise, they're more consistent in their skill and less lopsided. Um, and and they put up medals on a, two different types of events: speed and climbing. So a, a team based, more strength based event and a individual speed based event. 
while Chocolatiers, two really good performance with the speed racing agility based events, but the team based strength, not very good. The balancing very bad. Um, mm-hmm. So the t- as a team, Chocolatiers are a little lackluster as a full set of four marbles, a little scary, um, even though they actually um, came out strong in some of the more notable events. So when you look at the Chocolatiers, um, you might be a little off put by that, uh, by that, those holes, those holes in their skill. And that's why like when you're picking a dark horse, you want there to be some logic to their skill, their skill ability. It's more likely with the Bumblebee's current performance that if you ran triathlon four more times, Bumblebee's might have a win or two. Then if you um then if you ran balancing four more times, Chocolatier's getting a win or two. Do you understand what I'm going for there? So no, yeah, I, I, absolutely. As a dark horse pick where the where the idea is already this is a dark horse, this is not necessarily very likely. It's just maybe like it like we're seeing the potential. There's a lot more chance that when they rerun some of these events, these four events are gonna be in the sixteen. When these sixteen come when these four come up again. A lot more likely bumblebees are going to do better in the triathlon than chocolatiers do better in the balancing. Oh, yeah, Ilias, Ilias did point out that apparently the uh, chocolatiers and cobalts both had a miscalculation in their points from climbing, which is why they're different mm. from what I saw. Yeah, the six and five should be switched, but that, that's um, that's okay. Um, the point still stands. Yes. Um, when you look at team primary, again, more of a dark horse pick, but same idea. Two very good events, two very lopsidedly bad events. Um, and so just be careful when you look at that. But it is very surprising. This top three in group A, you have three teams that could be dark horses. Three teams, the Shining Swarm being, of course, the most consistent, tied for 31, one point under first in group A, but 7 6 12 6. I mean, it is a lot less of a jump to go from six or seven points in an event to about 10 or even a bronze. Then they go from two to a silver. So, yo, I just realized something. Yeah, if they like, like, like I miss this because they actually misordered the teams for group B's qualification. But if the two teams groups built together, the Savage Speeders would not have qualified. What? Indigo Stars would have qualified over them. What do you mean if you grouped them together? Like, if they were not separated into groups and they're just done in, in together, but, but with the same points, or like they, they did them in groups, but they had the same point system, but then they calculated it together and compared the two before putting them in, then well, 34 Savage is, Speeders would have missed out. Than 26. I don't understand. Oh, it's, an, it's another typo on their video. They put 24, not, yeah, okay. They had another typo in the video? Yeah, because Savage Speeders has, has 24 total points. That's so funny. No, it's oh says 34 gosh. in group B. Unless is there a final standing? What, what do you mean? Where did this where did this image come maybe they went back and fixed it in post cuz like that's what I, the image that I got from in the in the JMR spoilers channel from that exact same that same box it says 24. Interesting. <laughs> Which it very clearly shouldn't be. That's that's weird. Hmm. Mistakes. Should be acted Oh yeah, Nordic also did make a, like a so if they did no groups, they would have to have a different point system. But like they would, if they all did together, and like they they would have, uh, this new point system like twenty five to zero. Yeah. Uh, Indigo Stars would have qualified, Snowballs would have qualified, and then Galactic and Minty Maniacs wouldn't have. But just which is interesting. Um, yeah. But I think the group split up is good because it gives less. You know, it. I, I like the group split up. I like that you have to compete against less teams and there's less spots, but you, it's not as it. it I don't know. I feel like I went into this in detail one time, but like, 
basically I think if you have too many teams, it kind of like kind of like if you're if you're if you like have a hundred people come out for a tryout and you say okay only um, twenty are gonna make the team, then eighty people are like dude, like just you know if I look around and see close to twenty people that are cracked at what they're doing, like I'm I'm in trouble, you know. But if you break it up into groups of 25 and say okay only five from each group is going to make it then you always feel like you have a chance of course it might shortchange people who are overall better because they're in a group with other overall much better players um but it does give it make it more fair for the general average team gives more of a chance which makes more sense in the sense of like because marble sports is a has a lot of probability and, and is very different event to event and it's not just a singular action you adding a little bit more of that chance for the average team is a good thing than as opposed sure. to like if you're trying out for one specific skill you'd want it to be of course you want to pick your 20 most cracked teams so i don't know i tend to lean for the groups on the marvel sports thing um Going down the order, Chocolatier's Team Primary Shining Swarm. Obviously, Three Dog Courses did well. Arrangers, Cat's Eyes, Balls of Chaos. Now, B- Balls of Chaos was just, again, very chaotic. Um, so I, it's hard to really talk about them. I usually stay away from them when it comes to p- picking a fantasy. But again, it's good to see them there. Um, the, the wonderful thing about the Arrangers and the Cat's Eyes is how bad they were out the gate. And, and I don't really know how to respond to that. Listen, climbing climbing is new in a sense, so it's hard to pin that. Five meter hurdles is not usually a big problem for the arrangers of the cat's eyes. There's not usually a major problem. Okay? It's not. Mm-hmm. So to see that such the struggle was very confusing. Hmm. And it makes me wonder if they might be bad picks for your consistent times too. I think they're still going to be consistent enough that if I, if they're on your team, it's not a bad idea. But for your times two multiplier, you really are looking for the most consistent team that will put up medals. So mm, I don't know. But then on the other hand, tri- I mean, triathlon and balancing, they turned it around and they showed that they are Marble Olympics, t- Marble League teams. So rough because it was really like, I mean, if you if you if you're honest about it, what you really see is two teams that came out unprepared, but had the had the the old ancient talent still to kind of grab back one gold to make sure they move on, which is basically what they did because they both barely moved on. That's what it feels like. They grasped that straws and, and pulled one out basically, um, even though they missed the mark in basically every other event, which is scary for picking. Very. But, you know, you know what I'm saying, Waff? You know, I I definitely get what you're saying. Although with hurdles, hurdles is interesting because it's it's not like the tip. It was like the bracket system. It's not like the like, oh, you, you do this team and you go up and move up to the next one. The next yeah. one It's like it's like you only face those three. Like maybe you're worse than those three, but you would have been better than the rest, you know? Yeah, but they did it more by time, and so um, it really showed who was going to be fast in that. So oh, did it? Oh, did, did they do it by time? I yeah, forgot I believe about so. that. I believe oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, well, of course, time. yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. I would. I I lean right now. I mean, we might again. Opinions might change when we look at old stats. Far as far as the best picks, I lean a little bit away from the Rangers and the Cat Size. As much as I love the Cat Size, the Cat Size might get get on number five as my favorite team pick because. 
I feel like Mellow Yellow is gonna gonna be a, a different kind of pick for this year. I will, I'm excited to look at Mellow Yellow, and I'm excited to look at the friendly round next week. Yeah, but Cat's Eyes. Mm, because when we scroll down the Group B, I'll talk about Group B. Midnight Wisps, solid team, very good. Savage Speeders, Savage Speeders show that like they're not necessarily a bad times two pick this year. Off the bat, very clear. Okay, the climbing was hard for them. Okay, fine, whatever. They're not. Mess- I think that they're one of the faster teams because they're not the heaviest of teams. So the strength-based events might be a little tough for them. But they always seem to kind of pull through for certain strength-based events, like block push. They always pull the speed in, and you know they do they do pretty well when it comes to stuff like uh, like collision. They they manage to you know they have they have the the strategies for that that work for them because they're a good they're a good set of marbles. They work well as a foursome. Hmm. I but balancing, I mean, killed it. They didn't get first, but who cares? Triathlon, well done. All right, and they they were in first like two inches before the end, and then Midnight Wisps caught a curtain or something because they just like shot through the finish line. I mean, truly good. Five meter hurdles. Um, I would like to have seen them done top three, but I, I, you can't complain about eighth. I mean, eight points. Sorry, eight points, which would have been what is it, fifteen, twelve? How did the points go? Fifteen, twelve, ten. So then, so like fifth, like fifth in the five like meter that, hurdles. Yeah. You can't can't complain about that out of twelve. I, I I think the Savage Speeders are consistent. Do I think they're as good as they were two, three years ago? No, I don't. And that's why they're definitely not going to be a times three this year. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to... I mean, there's always a chance they win, but I don't think they're going to win this year. But I mean, they're a good, consistent pick. They will get medals on the board. They will do it. There will be medals in the Savage Speeders little box of stats at the end of the 16-event season. Okay, we can be based on past years and their performance in the qualifiers, which holds up. There, could you imagine sixteen events go by and zero medals for Savage Beaters? It just won't happen. So be cognizant of that. I'm very much leaning towards them on a times two, but we'll have to look at more stats. But again, Team Galactic obviously very consistent as well. They're not a bad times two either. Mm-hmm. Bumblebees, great dark horse, actually consistent. Two medals, two decent performances. Midnight Wisps. Again, relatively consistent, but the Midnight Wisps always have a weird long-term inconsistency, which kind of scares me. Um, where sometimes they'll literally hang in like the bottom three for like like seven events. I they're scary. Pinkies, weird dark horse. I I don't recommend it, but they did put up two medals and they did do well at two very basic events, balancing and five meter hurdles. Something to think about. Mini Maniacs, stay away from them. <laughs> Even the event they won was really stupid. They were in last for like the first four hurdles, and then all of a sudden they—I don't know—they hit like a speed boost or something. Like I, it was really—I don't—I don't. They, they I, set a marble league record over the cat size. It was really stupid, and it—it's—I don't—I I, too too inconsistent for me. But like, if you like the mini maniacs, go for it. I, they barely made it. They barely made it, setting a marble league record, mind you. I mean, but like, does okay, any of that speed true. transfer? No, because triathlon they got dead last. Well, they second to last. I mean, this if the speed doesn't transfer from from meter to hurdles in triathlon in any way, fifteen to one, that's not good. Okay. Yeah. You have to point that out. So stat. So uh, analyzing these stats, um, I mean, that's where really where they're at. If I would put preliminary picks out, this is preliminary, and then Waff, I'll let you do yours because I'm sure you have some thoughts. All right. Preliminary picks. Before I check stats and remember certain things I probably forgot from the last few years, 
Oh, who do I think is going to win Marble League this year? Ugh. I think I'll skip the win Marble League preliminary pick and come back to it after we talk about the other one. Preliminary pricks times two Savage Beaters. That's preliminary. Times one for the consistency aspect. Ah, I'd probably just lean towards one of the other teams like Mellow Yellow or Savage of uh, Raspberry Racers. I'm thinking mm. probably would go Mellow Yellow. And Mellow Yellow might even switch to the times two, but like those two teams I could see being on my team, Savage, Mellow. Dark Horse, I lean... I don't even want to say Bumblebees, but I lean Bumblebees or uh, Shining Swarm. Maybe Taco Tears, but really Bumblebees or Shining Swarm stick out to me. Again, stats mm. from last year. Um, and then my favorite team pick, Crazy Cat's Eyes, because I just love them, and I can't pick the Limers, and Mellow Yellow will probably be on there already. So Cat's Eyes <laughs> has got to be there, and you know what? They're not even a terrible pick. They're not a terrible pick. It's just that in certain understandings it's really concerning to see some of their first couple events and their performance performances i'll get back to to, to the team i think is going to win marble league but i'll let waff waff go for his yes 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 uh for winning it preliminary. that's yeah, pretty preliminary picks who i think will win it mm. <laughs> that's a hard question this year such a hard question <sighs> like racers the racers are good they are good but I don't know if they if they'll repeat this year. Like the the cat size have just been on a roll, really. These past like these past two years, yeah. it might be the cat size this year. Oh, that's that's fair. That's so fair. Yeah. For times two, uh, I might still think speeders just because like they didn't do they didn't place very high last year. But we all we, again they we, we the have, points we gap. And we're gonna the look points at that gap again. was so tiny, and I'm gonna read. So I'm tiny. gonna drive that in next episode, so we really understand how good the Savage Beater still did, even though they got 12. Right. Uh, for my times one picks, I think a good say some good picks would be the Midnight Wisps. They're a pretty solid team. Uh, oh, Rangers and my Dark Horse. I think I'm gonna go with Team Primary, because like. This is something crazy. That team primary has not been in Marble League since 2017. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, a team that, like, I'm, it's almost synonymous with, with Mar- JMR for me. Like, like they're, they're such a lot. They've been here since the beginning. So, like, whenever I think of JMR, one of the first few teams I normally think of is, the, is team primary. So, it's kind of crazy to think that they've been so uninvolved. But the fact that they finally have made it back again and they did really well in their group. It was group A, but still. They might actually have a shot at doing some pretty decent performances this year. Doing some damage, yeah. I don't agree with that, but... <laughs> I mean, to each their own. I'm not a big primary to guy. To each their own. For the winner of Marble League, I'll reserve judgment on the four teams. Um, I'll pick this preliminary winner not considering the four teams that are auto-qualified because I haven't stats analyzed them yet. I know I'm going to be picking at least one of them for my fantasy, maybe two, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna think about them right now. If I, if I would have to pick a winner from the two groups we saw in the qualifiers, holy god! I I don't I, I don't lean speeders. Cat size is plausible, but as as plausible as our Rangers, and I don't I don't feel them. Hmm. 
Galactic. Galactic. Oh, they got fifth in a group, by the way. Did you notice that? <laughs> it, it really is. Isn't it funny? It's just, it's, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like it is, it, it is. Ha- it keeps happening. It keeps it's, happening. It's, I, th- I really think, I really think like God just is, because he knows this is harmless to do. It's harmless if they keep finishing in fifth for the, for the <laughs> you know, the percolation of the rest of the world. So he just, for fun, I feel like he just does it for fun. So for <laughs> fifths forever for this team is just randomly. It's, it's great. But uh, I think Galactic could win this year. They have a really strong base as a team. The look at the six teams we have. Look at the twelve teams we have. And like, again, remember this is not considering the four auto qualified teams. If you when we consider those next week, my winner could change. Chocolatiers to win, Team Power to win, Shiny Spoon to win, and then I've kind of I'm kind of in eh on Orangers and Cat Size. I mean that's five teams right here in Group A that I'm very very um, lukewarm on as far as actually winning the whole thing. Balls like chaos, I really can't see it. Midnight whiffs, possible, possible midnight whiffs win. Definitely no pinkies. Savage beaters, I'd say again more of like a like a top three finish. Bumblebees, possible. As weird as it is to say, bumblebees are possible to win Marble League this year. But poss- what the heck, Verendon? I want to throw it out there. I want to. Galactic, possible. Mini maniacs, definitely not possible. So you're um, from the qualifying teams. My initial leans: Midnight Wisp, Bumblebee's Team Galactic for your overall winners. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But again, I think that's going to change when I, I look at some past year stats. But I mean, man, Wisps are fine, and they had the most points from both groups. Bumblebee's consistent. All right, Galactic. They have a really strong base and didn't do that bad. Five meter hurdles is concerning, but again, I I, I don't know something about them this year. Like, <sighs> this is a hard. This is a very very hard set of picks, which is I'm gl- why we I'm glad we have two episodes for this. <laughs> I don't have to lock in until next week, and then we have to throw our uh, individual athlete picks in there. And by the way, as far as individual athlete picks, you want to be looking at teams as galactic. And speeders for those picks. You want to be looking into teams like Orangers and Cat's Eyes. The consistent yeah. teams are going to have the consistent marbles. You want to look at, um, you want to have a dark horse or two when you have that one marble who's just thriving. You know, you want to stay away from inconsistency. We'll talk about that. It's a very weird, different type of choice that comes with uh, individual athlete picks, though, for next time. Mm. Yes, indeed. <sighs> yeah, that will do it. a time. So my my initial I, my preliminary five. Note this down. We'll go Galactic, Mellow Yellow. No Galactic Sa- mm, Galactic Savage Beaters, Mellow Yellow. Um, I again I lean like Bumblebees and then Crazy Cat's Eyes. That's my preliminary five. <laughs> what a five. all right. That's what a, a five. Feels like a dumb five. Um, well, we shall see, I guess. I, I'm going to type this. Um, here's a hot take. I'm going to type this in the announcements so that um, if it changes quite a bit, I can look back and see if my preliminary five ended up being right. Um, All right. So times three. Team, I, ne- I never thought I'd type this. I'm not really a galactic person per se. 
times two. Again, I think I think Savage Speeders will do better than Mellow Yellow this year, so I'll put them at a time two. Um, and then times one, Mellow um, Yellow um, times one again. Um, uh, what did I say? Why am I even going through this right now? Wait, what did I? Bumblebees. <laughs> I mean, this is fair to me. And then times one, crazy. I love the crazy cat size, though. I do love them. Eyes. Picks by any means. Meows. <laughs> okay. So that that there you have it. You have my preliminary five. T note them down because then you can kind of track them if you want to see how see if my initial random judgment held any water. Um, I think next time though. Um, when we have green duck data and everything, I mean, green ducks, I mean, don't rule them out. I know they're hosts, but the host curse is bullshit. I like raspberry racers, gliding glaciers. I mean, it's hard to ignore those teams right now. And so it's a very stressful set of teams to analyze, but that should wrap it up. Let's wrap the episode. We'll see you next time for part two of picking Well, Anything else you want to add? Yes. Nope, I got nothing, and it's time to head out of here. So with that, <laughs> I shall say, roll on, Marvel Sports fans! <laughs>